Welcome to Hillhurst United Church, the podcast. Today, we hear from our student minister, Kim Holmes Younger, with a sermon about the soul of mysticism. We're really glad you're here. Whoever you are, wherever you're at, join us on the journey. Can you recall a memory where you were starstruck or mesmerized to the point you couldn't look away? I remember once when I was at Jasper Park Lodge, I was woken up by the sound. It sounded like someone was hitting hockey pucks against my door. And I opened the door, two elk were running at each other, smashing their antlers together over and over again. It was so mesmerizing, I couldn't look away. I felt like I had just dropped into a National Geographic film. One day, Peter, James, and Johns were on a hike with their dear friend Jesus, perhaps discussing the political situation in the Middle East or maybe talking with their families. A casual hike, nothing out of the ordinary, when all of a sudden, Jesus started to glow amidst a shade of white that no human had seen before. That in itself would be mesmerizing, but at the same time, so shocking, you might want to run away. Just then, when you think things can't get weirder, two deceased people you've always dreamed of meeting appear and start talking. To make this a little more real, let's take a second and think of two famous deceased people you've always dreamed of meeting. For me, it might be Martin Luther King Jr. or Jane Austen. Peter, in his shocked state, asked Jesus, should we even be here? He was probably contemplating about running or perhaps thinking he was not good enough to be the presence of these two historically godly men. But then Peter offers to build a shelter for Moses and Elijah and Jesus. It seems like Peter wanted to confine Moses and Elijah and Jesus so they did not disappear capture this unbelievable moment so it didn't go away. If it happened today, we'd probably just start taking pictures. And this passage states that Peter did not know what to say. Of course he did not know what to say. He was in shock. His friend just started glowing and two dead people appeared right beside Jesus. Who would know what to say? Then, to make things a little bit stranger, a cloud appears that surrounds them and a loud voice exclaims, This is my son, the beloved. Listen to him. They hear God, but they're disoriented by the mist. In the Bible, a cloud is not just something to do with the weather. It's a symbol of God's presence. And just as quickly as it happens, it ends. And they start just casually hiking down the mountain like nothing happened. And Jesus says, don't tell anyone until the Son of Man has risen from the dead. I'm sure the disciples were thinking, what the hell? Something extraordinary just happened, and you want me to just brush it off and pretend like nothing happened? This whole story seems a little bit unbelievable, yet it is so important. It is found in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and 2 Peter. The story is called Transfiguration. The Transfiguration or transfiguration is similar to metamorphosis. Perhaps the most common form of metamorphosis that I can think of is the caterpillar turning into a butterfly. But transfiguration can also mean a spiritual change. 
In this story, we see an encounter with the divine that transforms Peter, James, and John. They just had a mystical experience. I'm sure, actually, I'm positive that they never saw Jesus again in the same way. They were transfigured, spiritually changed. Now they see Jesus not just as a teacher or a friend, but as a son of God. Jesus had metamorphed into a spiritual being right before their eyes, and they were no longer seeing a plain old caterpillar, but a beautiful butterfly. All doubts that Jesus was Messiah had vanished. They become part of something bigger, bigger than themselves, bigger than this world. They had a new belonging. This is an amazing example of a mystical experience. And my mystical experience was not nearly as traumatic, but it was, but still a pivotal point in my life, a moment where I was spiritually transformed, realizing I was something, part of something bigger, realizing I belonged. The very first time I visited Vancouver School of Theology, VST, was an incredibly nerve-wracking experience for me. I'd only been to Vancouver twice before. I had never really traveled on my own. I landed in Vancouver on, and I hopped on the SkyTrain and somehow found a bus to UBC and I stumbled across the campus to the VST building, not knowing a soul and not even really trusting my calling to be a minister. I was overwhelmed and terrified. First on my agenda was to attend the VST weekly worship service. As I made my way into the chapel, I was kicking myself for even thinking I was smart enough or courageous enough to be here. And I was met with a huge crowd of enthusiastic students. As I sat down, people around me started chatting and my anxiety started to ease. The piano player started playing and he played in such a joyous way he was dancing as he played and I couldn't help but smile. As the service progressed, I felt as being held ever so gently, like a baby swaddled in a blanket, being rocked back and forth. I felt so overwhelmed with joy, I was sure I was never going to stop smiling and laughing. A peace came over me, and I felt like I was home. I felt like I was part of something bigger than myself, bigger than this world. I felt like I belonged. I do have to share with you at worship planning this week, a few people at Hillhurst had a similar experience when they first came to Hillhurst. It was if they finally felt that, it, that they found a church that felt like home, like they belonged. So I don't think before I wrote the sermon or before I was doing all the research on mysticism that I would have called this a mystical experience. I would have called it a pivotal point in my life that changed me. As I continue, I'd like you to recall a pivotal point in your life. Now we've just heard from Jim and now myself a few examples of mysticism or mystical experiences, but I want, I want to ground this for you. I want everyone to understand these experiences are extraordinary, but not out of the ordinary. 
I have a very good friend who I met at seminary and she's Anglican. And as part of the Anglican integrative training, she's required to join morning prayers every morning. And morning prayers are kind of a mini worship service with the same words repeated each day. The thing is, she does not relate to these prayers. She feels like it's a chore, not a way of connecting with God. As we discussed mystical experiences at worship applying this week, Doug said, a mystical experience can be as simple as taking a long, loving look. I thought of my friends when, she, when I heard this and when she said, I'd rather be sitting in her armchair looking out the window than go to morning prayers. For her, her mystical experience is taking a long, loving look. It's not a profound, shocking experience or a life-changing moment where the Spirit fills your soul. It is simply taking notice of God's creation and knowing you are part of being something bigger, knowing you belong right where you are. Dr. Marenka mentioned the concept of Ubuntu. Ubuntu has its roots in African philosophy where the idea of community is one of the building blocks of society. Ubuntu means oneness. The belief in a universal bond of sharing that connects all humanity. What Ubuntu means ultimately is sharing our lives with others is where we find purpose, belonging, and, and spiritual fulfillment. Mysticism too involves sharing our experiences with others, knowing you are part of something bigger, connecting with God to feel a sense of belonging, oneness with all living things. Yet there is a mystery in Ubuntu and in mysticism, but they are both grounded in God attainable for all. Amen. Thanks so much for tuning in to Hillhurst United Church, the podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode and are thinking about someone who might enjoy it too, we invite you to send it their way and help the podcast grow. We're really glad you're here and we'd love to know what you thought about today's sermon. Leave us a review in iTunes or send us an email at communications at hillhurstunited.com. We'd love to hear from you.